0: Many women feel pressured by societal expectations to conform to a certain standard of perfection. The standards of beauty, the standards of being a perfect mother and wife are incredibly damaging to our self-esteem and mental health. All this pressure can make women feel like they're not good enough. So they hide their true selves and present a flawless image to the world. They wear a mask to conceal their true selves. There's work required to attain and maintain a happy and healthy relationship. We've all got baggage from unhealed emotional trauma. If that trauma heavily influences your ability to have a beautiful love story, I'd like to help you rewrite your story and support you through a journey of healing and overcoming. Welcome to your Day and Beyond podcast, a show for women who want to rewrite their love story. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shanette Ahiavi. Today, I have a very special guest joining me for a candid conversation about the mask we wear as women and why. My guest today is Brittany Petty, a wife, mother, podcaster, public speaker, therapist, and founder of Empower You Crown Up. Welcome to my show. I'm so grateful you could join us today, and I am looking forward to our conversation. So before we start, With our guests, let's begin with prayer and then dive right into our discussion. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, God. Thank you for allowing Brittany to join us this morning. And God, I just know that you're going to. Pour out into us what she's pouring out into us. She's going to reveal things to us that we need to know. She's going to talk to us to help us to heal, Father. And we appreciate her so much. And we appreciate you for blessing her to be with us today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. So Brittany, tell us more about who you are and what a day in the life of Brittany looks like.
1: You know, I started saying you got to take things one day at a time, honestly, because I wear so many hats. It can be really challenging, especially with four kids and three of them are boys. So they're always very rambunctious, you know, doing stuff, you know, telling on each other. It's like I'm constantly (laughs) breaking up. So one day they love each other and they say, you know, it's crazy. I learned I have to be intentional, like getting up, really having that alone time with God, and really centering myself. Because the days that I don't do that, it's I'm all over the place. I'm like the little spaghetti woman, just going here and going there. <laughs> so I learned <laughs> to really recenter myself and get up and get started and be intentional with my day.
0: So do you start your day earlier than you get your kids up, or do, does everybody get up at the same time? Yes, ma'am. I
1: have to get up earlier because if not, I won't get anything done for myself. So I have a whole routine where where it's opening the Bible out, getting into my actual Bible reading, doing my affirmations, trying to read also read another book so I can, because knowledge is power. (laughs) So I set a goal to read a whole book, at least two books a month. So really being able to read a little bit, like I tell people every day, even if you read 10 minutes, you did something. Something is better than nothing. If you read one page, you're getting further than you were the day before. And so it's just really understanding that yes, as a mom, we have to balance so many heads, but also we have to take time for ourselves too.
0: I love that you said just 10 minutes of reading something because I am so in the habit of being able to read several chapters at a time, but I can't do that anymore with my schedule. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take a page from your book and start just reading. If I don't read but 10 minutes to get that time in, that would be you know helpful for me to be able to get through a book. It may take a little bit longer, but at least I did something like you said. So I love that you said that. So tell us about Empower You Crown Up and what your role is there.
1: Man, I love this name. Um, Originally, when I started this business, it started out with um, from Psalm number 139, verse 14 Ingeniously made whole, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made whole. And when I got in my season of alignment, it came to me when I started to shift my business to empowerment. Like, so Empower You Crown Up is empowerment for everyone, really more catered towards our women, our mothers, our entrepreneurs and educators, but really for empowerment. There's so much negativity going on in our world. And after being and walking that field of counseling, I realized that people really just need upliftment. And so I really cater to empowering women, mothers, educators, entrepreneurs to know that, hey, you got this. And it's really physically and spiritually.
0: Awesome. What's the biggest challenge your business is currently facing and how are you managing it?
1: Man, (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, anything that you do in life is going to come with challenges, but that's how you know that you're on the right track. Um, For me, it's just been a challenge as far as really like getting the right people to help. To partner with. And so honestly, that is something that I've been very intentional with, um, with the power of discernment and knowing, okay, who can I link up with to help me here? So one thing that we're doing in 2024 are mental health boxes. And so with that, you know, I started off with some people and I was like, oh, it's not working. And so now I'm more intentional about, okay, Show me what can you do? What are you providing? You know, all the whole nine guards and making sure that our vision aligns. And so that's been something that's been really good for me, whether it's hosting self-care retreats, making sure the people are actually aligned with my vision. Learning to listen because education and counseling, But well, I've learned to listen and they'll tell you what their intentions are. And that helps me be like, no, that's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. And keep moving.
0: I know because sometimes we get so excited when we meet someone and it looks like their vision is aligned with ours or that they're going in the same direction that we are. But it's so true. Learning to listen instead of getting ahead of ourselves in the excitement of, "Okay, I can partner with this person because being an entrepreneur is not for the faint hearted. I mean, it's a lot of work. You wear a lot of hats. You do a lot. (laughs) So any time that you find somebody that you can partner with, To kind of take a lot of the load off or lighten the load a little bit, you do like automatically want to go, okay, yeah, let's work together. Let's do this. But you can't do that with everyone. Everyone cannot come on your journey with you. And I love that you said listening because listening Mm -hmm. gives us a lot of information. Sometimes, like I said, we just get ahead of ourselves and we're not listening and we get ourselves into trouble because of that. What type of clients do you work with and what type of projects do you work on? So uh, when it comes to mental health, I work with clients that have
1: anxiety, depression, and work-life balance. When it comes to more in the empowering phase, it's more of our moms, our educators, and our entrepreneurs and just helping to empower them through self-care, allowing them to realize that you need to prioritize your mental health because no one's going to take care of you better than you. <laughs> and just getting them to do that because when you're in fields where you're it's so selfless and you're always serving, 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 sometimes you forget about, okay, if I don't take care of me, if I don't fill my cup up, I have nothing left to give. And then that's when you lead to burnout, being exhausted and overwhelmed because you've just given so much and you're not balancing yourself
0: and pacing yourself through. Mm -hmm. I hear people, a lot of friends that I have that work in education, me, myself in education. Some days I just come home and I don't want to (laughs) talk. I don't want to do anything. I just want to replenish myself because you don't think about it, but the type of job an educator has, The children are so needy, so they're pulling on you all day long to fulfill their needs. And you're right. How can you pour from an empty cup if you're empty because you've given all of what you have, selfless love, selfless care, you know, selfless whatever you're doing to everyone else. It's very hard for you to even be motivated to do anything for yourself, much less self care. So I'm glad that you do have a program to help women do that. Since the pandemic, a spotlight has been shown on mental health in a way that's making it more acceptable for people to seek help. The stigma surrounding mental health is still there. But now that we're talking about it more, more people who wouldn't ordinarily seek help are now getting help. One thing I think we could do better as a society to help remove the stigma associated with mental health is stop putting so much pressure on women to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Take Victoria's Secrets, for example. It wasn't until Rihanna cut into their profits as a dominating lingerie brand that they began featuring women who look like the average woman in their ads. Mm -hmm. Rihanna's Savage X Fenty brand from the beginning has been inclusive to all women. And she took a huge slice of the industry pie in doing this. And now we see Victoria's Secrets making small changes to compete. They like some of their ads will have women that look like Mm -hmm. us, but they still are teetering because they can't get out of that model mode. But they are making small changes. But the need to be perfect is why I think women struggle with self-esteem issues. What are some of the prominent mental health issues you think women will face in 2024? Mm. I feel like 2024
1: is this year that a lot of women are starting to break free. And I've noticed a lot talking to the older generation compared to (laughs) this generation and our parenting generation. And it's a lot, you know, and a lot that are in that parenting generation. They said, I'm not doing the things that my parents did Of having to do everything. Like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And I feel like now people are waking up. And so I feel like people are really starting to say, okay, it's time for me to prioritize me Mm -hmm. so I can have a long life. Because, like I tell people all the time, like women are dying at higher rates than men Mm -hmm. every day. And it's due to heart failure, heart disease, and they're having strokes because they're doing too much. And I said, when I looked at it, it's a model. The guy didn't design it that way. He did not design it to where one woman, the woman's supposed to do everything. That's not how he designed it. It's a partnership. Everyone has to work together. And so I feel like 2024 people are removing the mask and they are walking in like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And they're taking a stand for themselves. And they're saying like, okay, I'm going to get counseling. I'm going to get some help. To help me navigate because I can't do it alone, especially if you don't have an example to follow to show you, OK, this is how it should be doing, be done. Or no, you don't have to do this. You don't have to mow the yard, take the trash out and cook dinner, wash the dishes, put them up. Like, no, it's, you're, <laughs> it's not made for that. It's not designed for one person to do it
0: all. <laughs> and just that list you just read off that's too much. It's too much. And you're right that women are dying. My mom passed away last year. It'll be a year in um, the 27th of this month of January. And she just took on so much. Like she took on everybody else's baggage. She tried to do for everybody. And it really put so much stress on her. And I believe that's what weighed my mom down to the point where she just got tired. You know, she said, I'm I want to take my rest, which was well deserved. And then I just learned that my neighbor, my mentor, she was an educator. She was my walking buddy. She was my confidant. She just passed away. So I'll be going to her funeral on Saturday, you know. this Saturday. And I'm just so heartbroken because I was going to check on her this week. You know, we have two weeks out of school. So the first week I was busy, 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 busy. And I feel guilty about that, that I didn't check on her last week. I didn't have that last time to to talk to her and, and be with her and just sit and listen to her wisdom. But bringing it back around to what you said about things are changing for the older generation because her generation, they were the generation that did everything like my mom's generation. They did everything for the family. They took care of everyone and they didn't take care of themselves. And I believe that in her situation, same thing. She she was a hard worker. She took care of her family. She was there. She she took care of everyone, but who was taking care of her? So I totally agree with what you're saying about that I, I do see shifts, but I think that we need to make more progress in self-care for women because... I think we just do it naturally and don't realize that if we are empty, we can't fill anyone else up. So what do you think the biggest challenges that some women or that you see women struggling with? Well, first, I want to offer
1: condolences to you. Um, Thank you. I know it's hard. Thank you. Because life That's one thing I talk about all the time is with life, we have to keep going and we're hurting inside. And that's another thing that we got to start normalizing. And I just spoke about this um, last month when I talked about removing the mask, that when we walk by and people say, how are you doing? We're like, good, but we're hurting deep down inside and we got to start normalizing those relationships.
0: (laughs) But if you meet somebody or if you say, how are you doing? And then that person responds back, I'm not doing well. What do you say? Take the time to talk to them or either follow
1: up because you're right. Like when you think about it, I thought about it like in passing, you know, in the field of education, it's so tedious, you know, you barely get any time to yourself. But it could be something simple like, hey, we'll follow up or, you know, on a, maybe we can eat lunch together or mm-hmm. something to normalize the time together. Just being more intentional mm-hmm. with being open or available for people to share what's going on. But then also you have to build that trust, too.
0: And I know I'm guilty of that. I could be going through like my whole world could be falling down, but I'll be like if someone says, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm wonderful. You know, I'm blessed. But it is that trust factor has to be there. And then sometimes I think about it like, well, I don't want to burden them with my problems. And maybe that's how a lot of people feel. And that's why they're not sharing or saying that I'm hurting or I'm feeling bad. We know that a lot of women hide behind masks as a way of coping with life struggles. Do you Mm -hmm. think it's possible for women to live authentically without the mask? I think it's
1: possible, but kind of like what we just talked about, it has to be where people are allowing others to share and building trust. I think it's hard for people because people have been burnt and, you know, people. some people are like, hey, it's not my, you know, it's not my problem, so I'm going to air it all out here. But it's like, be careful because the roles could reverse real quick. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that. But as you continue to live life, you begin to realize the qualities and people who are long lasting friends and people you can keep. And one thing I learned when I was going through getting my master's degree is when it comes to sharing you have to share based on the level of what people are sharing with you. And that's how you know if you should share something deeper. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really good level to live by because we've all met people who share too much. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is a bit much. Right. <laughs> and there's some people, you know, you have to gauge it. And so I use that as a meter for myself to know, like, OK, sometimes you just feel led to share with people. And I feel like, you know, with discernment and with growth, you get to know that. but. I use that as a meter. Like, if they're not sharing anything, you know, every time you ask them something good, fine, you know, I'm not going to open up and share with you. You're so closed off. Like, I don't want to talk to you, but if they make it where it's inviting, like this weekend, I did this, da da da. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of helps you say, okay, well, I can share about my weekend kind of go from there but you'll feel it with the person that you're talking to and knowing and sometimes it's okay to get outside people people just want to be heard nowadays
0: (laughs) that is so true I don't know how many times I go in the grocery store and it's usually older people (laughs) and I have a friend she was like stop smiling you just when you smile people just come start sharing their whole story life story with you and I'm in the store like "Uh uh-huh I understand And, and I'm not being fake. Like I really am listening to them, but it does baffle me. Like, why are they sharing so much with me? But just like you just said, people just want someone to talk to. And I guess my face is inviting and my (laughs) smile is inviting and they feel like, okay, this is somebody I can share this information with, but we need more of that. We need to be able to talk about it because holding it in is what's hurting us. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. My um,
1: beautician, she's also a nurse and she was talking about how please take the time to talk to your family members because when they come in for their checkups or whatever, people, they want to talk because family is shutting them off or they're not talking to them once they get a certain age and they just want to talk. And she talks about that a lot. Like just to call them. You know, you don't call them. Now you might have to set a timer and be like, okay,
0: after 10 minutes. (laughs) But (laughs) call them. They just want to be heard. They just want to (laughs) talk. That's true. That is so true. I know plenty of friends who are hiding behind a mask. And I've even hid behind a mask. Have you ever hidden behind a mask?
1: Oh, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. A lot of it comes from your childhood. Yeah. A lot of us were raised with what happens in this house stays in this house. So you grow up. Right. And then you get into the world and you realize, like, I really need to leave some things out. But it has to be the right company in the right circle. But you learn
0: that you yeah. have to release it. Yeah. I grew up with what goes on in this house stays in this house too. <laughs> I grew up with that. <laughs> All right. We need to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned in. We'll be right back. This year, if you've resolved to change your life and level up, I want to invite you on a journey that will set your soul in the right direction and forever change your life. Now is the time to take action while your energy is still high around what you desire for your life in 2024. Join me in Ghana, July the 6th through the 17th, 2024, for the Mind, Body and Soul Experience. If you want different results this year, it's time to do something different from what you've been doing. Why not start with a transformational journey abroad? Demands on our time are only going to increase and keep us in a perpetual state of trying to catch up but I know the perfect way for you to reconnect to peace and put balance back into your life so that you can focus on your dreams and your purpose. Join my group tour, which was specifically curated to reconnect you to peace of mind and freedom like you've never felt before in one of Africa's most peaceful and welcoming countries. My tour partners and I have put together a beautiful experience that's more than a tour. It's an immersive experience in the culture and traditions of a country that is known as the gateway to Africa. You will fall in love with the rich culture, the amazing food and the beautiful country and its hospitable people. Come join us for an amazing experience that will leave you with beautiful memories that will last a lifetime. I guarantee this experience will take your breath away and give you life at the same time. Go to YourDayAndBeyond.com Travel Adventures for more details and information about the tour. Now back to the show. Before the break, you shared with us that you have hid behind a mask. Would you be open to sharing your story with us? Yes, I can definitely say when i was going through
1: my masters program and it was just so much going on back and forth with custody battle with one of my oldest child and it was a lot you know i was trying to keep my grades up and i did i did and i remember at one point i had a what was it 89.56 Seven. <laughs> and I remember messaging the professor and I was like, hey, can you round this up? Because it's an A. Because I'm trying to, you know, get into this, you know, straight A. All A. Honor, um, you know, honor. Sorry. And I was just like, hey, can you do this for me? Da, da, da. And I was like, you know, I made the grade. I got a line on my plate. I'm literally balancing, you know, going to work full time. At that time, my youngest was like, what, two and then I was going back and forth to court and it was a lot. And the professor was like, no. Oh,
0: wow. No,
1: that's a B. That's a B plus.
0: Mm. No, no.
1: And so I remember just sitting there one day and I was like, "Okay, you know what? (laughs) I will make sure that I never put myself in a situation for someone to tell me what my grade is going to be. So I was like, moving forward, I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, a 90 plus or whatever I need. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I am messaging my professor asking them, hey, can you do this or do that? Even though I feel like it was just the point. It was
0: just the point. (laughs)
1: yes but that taught me a lot in the moment that people don't care about what you are dealing with because I didn't make this story up I was like that was my reality that was everything I was dealing with I was a lot of stress it was a lot I literally just started my teaching career so I was balancing that you know when you're a first year teacher you uh, feel like you can change the world (laughs) And I wasn't used to that. Like when I went to school, I was used to everyone, you know, following the teacher's orders. So honestly, I thought when I said sit down, you know, I turn around and finish doing what I'm doing, you're gonna be sitting down. And I realized that no, these kids, (laughs) this is a (laughs) different (laughs) breed. Not that they prepared me for a lot. Right. Exactly. They prepared me for a lot. But I'm so glad that honestly that I went through the things that I went through. I don't wish to custody battle on anyone, but I'm glad because it made me stronger and it's prepared me and my testimony to help so many people. So as a mental health therapist or when I am talking to women and they're sharing with me their things that they've been through, I'm like, you are not alone. I've been there. I've done that. And I know it hurts and I know it's a lot, but you're going to get through this, you know, and it just really helps. And I realize that like, when you go through things, it's not about you, you know, it's about who can you help in the midst of that. And just moving forward. And I'm so glad my first school was rough because every other school I worked at, was like, oh, this is a piece of cake when everybody else is complaining. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, it really got me ready. Those kids prepared me. And I began to realize, like, you have to build relationships with people. When I went in day one, I was like, hey, y'all do this formula. And it was like, we don't know the formula, the perimeter. <laughs> and I was like, okay. That was confusing to me at first because I'm like, God can't just look at the formula and apply it. But I realized like they told me one day, I said, what's going on? And they said, you don't know me. You don't know me. There was like, oh, you wow. come to this club in the hood, but look at you. You look like you're from somewhere, you know, else. What grade <laughs> and was I had it? The, that was seventh grade. It okay. Was seventh grade. Uh-huh. But they got me ready. And I realized a lot about different cultures, about how young men are the men. I have to talk to you a certain way because you out here, when you get out of school, you're going to work a job. And so I had to change my whole philosophy. I realized that everything they taught me when I was going through school, oh, you're going to be a facilitator? No, ma'am. I was, (laughs) (laughs) that was not it. That was not it. So it taught me a lot about myself and to learn that, yes, I might have personal things that are going on in my life, but I still have to show up. I have to show up for these kids. They're depending on me. I have to still show up for my own babies, my own children and show up for myself every day. And so that has really helped me a lot. And just really being able to push forward and help others to know, like, don't say you don't have time because you have to make time for the things that matter the most for you.
0: That is so true. Thank you so much for sharing and a few points that you made, especially about being able to take on all the things that you took on and it changed your character. It made you stronger. I've had many of those situations (laughs) in my (laughs) life. And you do look back and be like, man, I made it through that. But your perseverance and just your attitude about it, because you could have been one of those people who are like, oh, okay being catty and go up above your professor's head to try to go to the dean, you didn't do all of that. You took accountability and you worked on what you needed to do to change the situation so you wouldn't ever be put in that kind of circumstance again. So kudos to you. I applaud you for being able to take that situation and turn it Around for a positive instead of taking it and internalizing it and making it something negative, which some people do. Self-care has mm-hmm. been a buzzword for a while. And I don't see that changing in 2024. How often do you practice self-care? Um, well, I think you told us daily.
1: So daily. I started doing something where you have to, oh, I have to put it on my calendar because if not, it's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: But I get
1: a, well, the part, well, you can say that having my intentional routine in the morning, that is daily for me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I will say actually doing something for myself is what I try to make sure I put on my calendar daily, whether it's take a bubble bath or sit in quiet five minutes because we know when you get off work and then you come in and it's immediately into your next role. And so I started being like, okay, now I'm going to sit on this couch for, you know, five to 10 minutes, no phone, just sit here, you know? And that's part of taking care of yourself too, because mm-hmm. if not, I realized you, we're, we're like robots and we're not, exactly. but we get up, we get started, we get going, yeah. and I'll sit down till 11 o'clock at night. And so I was like, okay, something has to change. Now, something I'm doing for 2024 is planning out my self care. So, once a month, like I'm going to go somewhere and just be intentional, whether it's a that's spa sounds, or oh just something no phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, <sounds laughs> good. Massages, care, just doing something for me. No kids, no nothing, just me to reconnect I and really love it. Dinner.
0: I love it. I love that. I like that you also come home and you sit down because last year I didn't do that when I first started teaching. This year I come home and I give myself one hour to watch a television show that I like before I get up and start doing things around the house or getting into my other role. So I love that you do that. And I'm definitely stealing, putting on the calendar, a self-care day. And I'm going to stick to that day. So thank you for that idea. If you created a top five self-care list for women, what would be on that list? Mm. Top five, well,
1: like I tell people, it's about breaking it down. And you really have to sit down and figure out yourself what it is for you. So I actually call it the big four with my client. So I tell them that, hey, first you have to figure out what it is that you truly enjoy doing. Because we lose ourselves when you are a wife, a mother. <laughs> Everything, educated, everything, it, you lose yourself. And mm-hmm. so you have to figure out what it is that you truly enjoy doing and then do it and stick with it. So whether you want to learn an instrument, whatever that is. I also tell people you have to schedule it, put mm-hmm. it on the calendar, stick with it. Just like you would a meeting, you have to make sure you abide by the time that you have for yourself. Because now you're going to keep pushing yourself to the side. And then number three, I tell people they have to date themselves. So get into the the mm-hmm. formation of saying that okay, I am dating myself because you can't expect someone else to date you if you don't even know what it is that you like or what it is that you want to do. You know, step up, go out, do something for you. Because I talk to a lot of moms who they can't remember the last time they dressed up or fixed themselves up, and because they're so doing for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, I tell people you have to set clear boundaries because no one's going to respect boundaries that you don't even put into place. Mm -hmm. So if it's clear, that helps other people know, Okay, you are standing by this and you're also setting it for yourself. You know, you're doing it for you so you can have the things that you truly desire to have. And then I tell people all the time that we have to match energy. So that would be the five, the okay. bonus. <laughs> you have to match energy. Stop pouring to people who refuse to pour into you. You oh. know, you have to stop. It. Oof. Because yes. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have given, given, given to people. I mean, get up in the middle of the night. They call. Go help them immediately. Stop what
0: they're doing. But when they need something, they other people are nowhere to be found. And it's time no out there. there. Hmm. And I I find people do it a lot with relatives like we're required to do it. And that is something that I have long been a proponent of in saying that if it's not beneficial for me, if it's not a reciprocated relationship, I don't want it. I don't want it. If it's one way I'm always doing, you're always taking from me, then I don't want that relationship, no matter if you're family or not. I don't want it because I value my relationships. I value the time that I spend with people. If you don't value that with me, then why am I pouring into you? Mm-hmm.
1: My clients too. Stop thinking that you matter more than what you really do because that's what gets our feelings hurt. We over here thinking that, oh, you know... Yep that you see me this way because I see you that way. No, you know, it's the same thing as being best friends. Like some people, it's okay. I might have a best friend if they don't view me as a best friend. That's okay. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But know where you, your place is in people's lives.
0: (laughs) Right. What's one favorite self-care hack that helps you find peace and relax? Oh, honestly,
1: everything that I have tried, spas, like, just something about being in a hot sauna. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, that is so relaxing. Like, yeah. you can't be
0: mad in the sauna. <laughs> no. Like, who would be? I And I think you're right because I've done massages on the massage table. I can't even relax <laughs> because, Me because I'm like... I don't want them to press too hard, you know? And when they do press the spot, now I'm all tense because I'm like, maybe they'll do it again in another spot. <laughs> so that is not relaxing for me. I can't relax getting my nails done or a pedicure either because of so many people in the, and so is going on and all of that. So the spa, the sauna, sitting in there in the heat, <laughs> And if they have some type of back screen or something you can look at, that's perfect because I can relax there. But, yeah, it's hard to relax. (laughs) (laughs) What's next on the horizon for Empower You Crown Up? Oh, my goodness. So one thing for 2024 is
1: our mental health positivity boxes it's a box of the membership that people can pay for monthly and they can get something to prioritize themselves monthly. And so it's so neat because it makes you remember like in the midst of everything going on, like, okay, I have this coming in the mail. This is going to jumpstart me and making sure that I prioritize myself, but it's beyond the self-care because it starts with you mentally. And mm-hmm. so, you know, each month we have different themes. So like February is self-love, like loving yourself. Like you can't, expect someone to love you if you don't know how to love yourself and so that's one thing and another thing is definitely our self-care retreats that can be locally and really just challenging people to just get away for like two or three days to just Mm -hmm. literally no phones no technology just recenter because that is going to ruin the next generation is always being on our phones not being Mm -hmm. able to have a conversation Mm -hmm. and I don't know about you when I go to dinner I see so many people just on their phone and I'm like that's so
0: annoying that is so annoying it's like maybe because I was raised in the generation where when you sat around the dinner table you had discussions you talked and (laughs) that that does not happen like yesterday I went to dinner with some friends and well we went to happy hour and we had some food but At first, people were like on their phones, but then everybody started putting their phones down and having conversations. It's like, that's what we're here. here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what you're here for. But you're right. I I totally agree with you on that. So what resources or books would you recommend to women who are healing from trauma or even people who want to engage more in self-care? Hmm.
1: Well, there's definitely one because I tell people it's about being mentally, physically and spiritually connected. So there's one that's called Drawing the Circle that will get you together spiritually. It's real short reads. It's 40 Day Prayers. And it's by David Batterson. And when I tell or Mark Batterson, that's it's fine. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you phenomenal, like your life will change Like I'm telling every time I pick that book up. Something like happens like amazing. All of his books are really, really good, but that's the one that I truly love is drawing the circle. When it comes to your mental health and getting yourself together, I tell people it starts with getting your whole self together. So there's a book called Being Stress Free in 30 Days. And you can um, that. yes. <laughs> but it starts with your diet. And just being intentional and understanding that your body needs certain vitamins and Mm -hmm. certain minerals. And I was like, man, I feel so guilty now every time I have skipped a meal or haven't prioritized myself because my body needs those nutrients. And being under the amount of stress and, you know, every day you're under some type of stress, but even more trying to work, run a business, all of that. And your body needs these nutrients. And so it's really good as far as getting you to think about your whole body, your whole being and going from there. Um, There's another one called forgiving what you cannot forget. And that one, when you talk about being able to move forward and holding Mm -hmm. on to so much, especially for people who've dealt with a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. it's a really good starting point because it makes you think about yourself, and what it is that I'm holding on to. And this one is by Lisa Turkers, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. She also has a workbook that goes with it. And she talks about the real addressing that. Yeah, things happen. Yeah, you're mad. Yeah, you're angry. Mm-hmm. But it's not until we learn to release it is yes. when we begin to be free. And, you know, she's right because I can't tell you with so much that's going on that you feel like, man, this person not going to apologize to me or they just going to keep on doing what they're doing. But mm-hmm. I tell people all the time and I tell my clients, like, how many times are we mad? We upset. We can't go to sleep.
0: But they sleeping. They good. They over here. And you're like, <laughs> living their best life. <laughs> they're
1: good. You right. know, they see you, they're like, what's the problem? You're like, what is the problem? Like, I've told you. <laughs> and that's when I learned, that means we just have to set clear boundaries. And we have to learn like, okay, yeah, you did what you did. I can forgive you, but that, that don't mean I got to hang out with you. And I think people get it mixed up right. with reconciliation. I don't right. have to do all the things I used to do. I don't got to do nothing for you. <laughs> Right. You show me your real colors and now I can move forward. Like just. Because
0: I know who you are now. Right. Yeah. You move on.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: Those are some. I love that. Yeah, I love that book and I'm definitely going to get that book. Before we close, let everyone know how to connect with you. All right. So you can all follow me on any
1: social media platform at empower the letter U underscore crown up. So, again, that's empower the letter U underscore crown up I'm on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, on TikTok, you name it. And then as far as connecting with me, you can also get some tips. My Empowerment Blueprint. You can go to FocusYourSuccess.com and you can download My Empowerment Blueprint. And it gives you seven tips that you can actually do daily to help yourself stay prioritized and just really fill up your cup
0: first. Awesome. 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 Brittany, thank you again for joining me today. It was such a pleasure. Before we close, I do have one more question. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be?
1: Man, if I could change one thing in this world, I would definitely say just changing people's mentality. <laughs> and I say that because we live in a world now where people want instant, you know, they want you to respond instantly. And that's what adds a lot of pressure. We live in a world where people are so selfish. And I haven't seen such a thing like that where people are so selfish, but the minute you try to prioritize yourself, people get an attitude, they get offended, but they want you to do for them, but they refuse to do for you. And I'm seeing that over and over. Like, people want you to bend over backwards for them, but they refuse to. And so, honestly, be changing the mentality. Like, don't dish something that you cannot receive, <laughs> period. So, if you want me to be there for you wholeheartedly, I need you to do that for me. If you want me right. to respond to you, then you need to respond for me. Right. And, you know, I like I tell people. I mean, it does take a second to respond. But have you thought that people are busy, or maybe they looked at it and forgot to respond, or thought they responded? I that just rubs me the wrong way when people are
0: like yeah. I know you read it because it shows. I may have opened it, but it doesn't mean I read it. <laughs> I because I do that a lot. Like if I have messages, sometimes I'll just like okay, okay, I'll get get to that in just a minute, and I'll get to. But I didn't open the whole thing. I just opened it enough to see who it was from, what it was like the first sentence or so. And then I tell myself I'll respond later. So you're right though, the impatience, but the selfishness is, is it's real. It's real. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it is real. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast right there. Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to tune in next week for Removing the Mask Part 2. Join me here on Tuesdays as we dismantle and unpack faulty belief systems that block you from the love you deserve and desire. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss the new episodes. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I know you have many choices when it comes to listening to great content. I'm thankful you chose to listen to your day and beyond. Hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend.